welcome back to another edition of the Spike Bar podcast. So look, to kick things off this week, I think um, I have to make a very special announcement. And that's a congratulatory announcement to Mark, Invisible Golfer. You get your mention at the top of the podcast. As uh, many of you will know, we have a PEX leaderboard uh, where Mark, myself, Simon, Byford and Adam Trett, we all pick uh, winners on one of the events each week. Um, uh, Mark and I had the original idea. It was just the two of us originally before Adam and Simon jumped in. Um, and let's face it, Mark had an absolute shocker for the first six months uh, and was languishing miles behind everybody else. But with another very good week where he managed to pick out John Rahm as his winner for a couple point victory he now closes to within two points of Simon so I will come more on to that as we uh, review the Irish Open at the Hinch in a couple of minutes time but uh, I really need to put a special mention out there to kick off the podcast this week as a you know congratulations he's the man in form can this form continue he's only four points now behind me leading the uh, the standings on 12 points we've got adam on 11 simon on 10 so uh it's conceivable that by the time i come back from my holiday in a couple of weeks time after the open we might have a new leader and it might be the man in last place so well done mark the doff the cap to you well done great victory so with that um sensational start to the podcast let's get into last week um I'm going to kick, I'm going to kick off with the Irish Open. I think there's some more talking points coming out of the 3M Open, but let's let's kick off with the Irish Open. So, um played at Le Hinch. Annoyingly, I think I was playing a lot of golf over the weekend in some tournaments, so I didn't get a chance to see as much as I would have liked, but what I did like was was awesome the course looked brilliant um uh, all the footage I saw on social media and all the highlights I got to saw just looked such a cool event, some great Great shots broadcasted as well from Sky and the European Tour Production. So well done them on presenting what looked like a really cool course. And I tell you what, there was some unbelievable golf played over the weekend. And well done, John Rahm, uh, winning his second Irish Open. I think that's his third uh, Rolex Series event and his fourth European Tour event in 34 starts. So um, I think there's only two others uh, in history on the European Tour who have actually echoed that type of win rate uh, in their first 30-odd starts. So uh, well done, John Rahm. I mean, he was imperious in that final round, shooting a 62. That's including two bogeys as well. And at one stage, it looked like Cabrera Bale was going to run away with it. I think he was five strokes clear of, uh, of Rahm at one stage after a hot start. But then you know, Rahm just... Just, uh, just motored through the rest of the field and actually won pretty comfortably in the end. Um, guys in the final group, you know, Robert Rock, um, who he himself had a phenomenal Saturday, just missing out on a shooting of 59 when his eagle putt just missed on 18. Um, the, the final group just couldn't really get their rounds going together and sort of came in around even par. And you know, we got somebody who's not too far away from the lead. I know starting five shots back, I think. Uh, but when you shoot eight under uh, final round, that's going to get you there or thereabouts. And I think it kind of just cements John Rahm as a quality, quality golf player. Um, somebody who's kind of flown under the radar a little bit this year with um, you know, some of the other story stories kind of being elsewhere with Brooks Kepka and uh, Tiger Woods obviously winning the uh, um, the Masters earlier in the year. John Rahm's kind of sort of disappeared a little bit, but I mean, he's kind of the most underrated top 10 golf we've got out there and I think he's going to be certainly there or thereabouts in a couple of weeks time in in a Royal Port Rush um, uh, 
I think on, on the course itself, everybody was really positive. I think all the feedback was pretty good. Um, There's a bit of weather, a bit of wind out there, but I think they, they just showed how good they are playing that course very, very well. Um, Shamer wasn't kind of a bit more of an Irish contingent. I know uh, Harrington started off like a house on fire, shooting a 73 and then the clubhouse lead through round one, but uh, I just kind of fell away uh, over the rest of the week. But uh, just a great event. Um, I, I really enjoy kind of seeing this kind of part of the... Uh, of the swing I love the fact that the European Tour kind of takes the focus away from um, the PGA Tour and I just I, I'm a real proponent I really enjoy watching Lynx golf I think it's a different form of golf it's obviously kind of how how the game was originally started and it's just brilliant watching some of the creativity these players have to have to display um, we don't see that week in week out particularly on the PGA Tour it tends to be sort of a bit cookie cutter um, golf each week I think it just it's just a it's an interesting mix and you don't get the same type of golfer winning every week you get different styles of golfer performing well um i think you just play to your strengths and another another couple of notables i think eddie pepperell cementing his um yeah cementing his his legacy is a pretty good links player and again he's one of these sort of more creative players he did pretty well at the british masters uh, a few weeks back at hillside golf club obviously last year hung over at the uh, at the open he put in a phenomenal final round to finish in the top five there too so he's definitely one to look out for i'll touch on eddie a bit later on in the uh, in our review or preview sorry of the of the scottish open but uh, um some interesting results this week and also i think a shout out to andy sullivan again he plays pretty well in, in links golf and nice to see him returning to a bit of form uh, this week um as I touched on earlier, I think actually most of the storylines were probably coming from the PGA Tour at the 3M Open. Uh, kind of going into the event, it was kind of like, uh, it's a bit of an uh, event, um, not not a great deal going on. I mean, Brooks Kepka was there, but he kind of was classic Brooks, sort of not really interested in the PGA Tour these days. He's more interested in winning majors. So uh, he did his classic. He made the cut and finished like tied for 55th or something along those lines. Um, but it was in the victor um, and actually the, the final pairing where a lot of the storylines were made. So Matt Wolf, um, in only his third professional start on the PGA Tour, won uh, the 3M Open and he won it in sensational style, um, eagling the final hole to win by one shot um, ahead of Colin Morikawa. Um, again, similar to Matt, has just uh, left um, the college ranks to to turn professional and Bryson DeChambeau who hit an um, unbelievable shot into 18 to eagle it uh, to take a one-shot lead as Colin and uh, Matt Wolf um, took the uh, the 18th hole on so um, look Wolf has been known in golfing circles for a couple of years now not only for his slightly interesting swing um, cue a lot of people probably trying to uh, to produce that sort of swing themselves but um, just the fact that he and Victor Hovland have absolutely dominated the uh, NCAA the college golf um, scene for the past couple of years uh, you know Wolf becomes only the well one of the only I think four or five players who have won the NCAA Division One individual championship and a PGA Tour event in the same year and the last person to do that was Tiger Eldrick Woods so um you know, he's in pretty good company there. I think Ben Crenshaw might well have been the other one, if I remember rightly off the top of my head. Um, but look, well played to him. He's got some serious game, great length. Um, he is definitely going to contend. I 
I think kind of what really stood out to me was just how good some of these college guys are already. Um, you've got three or four that have jumped out this year. You've got Matt Wolf, Colin Morikawa, um, who I have to say was unbelievably unlucky not to have forced Matt into a playoff. Um, not only did he, he had a savage lip out on 17 uh, for a birdie, and then his eagle putt on 18 to tie uh, Wolf. Uh, on on 21 under just missed by the tiniest of inches so he was unfortunate he's going to be a stud as well and then of course you've got Victor Hovland Um, Hovland in the last two events has had two tied 13th position finishes two very strong Sundays with uh, the last two weeks I think he finished with 64 last week and a 66 this week Uh, or 65 sorry this week Um, and he also finished T12th at, uh, at the US Open as an amateur in his last amateur event so there's some unbelievable youngsters coming through. You've got the likes of Doc Redman, uh, who came second a couple of weeks ago. Um, the the crop this year, I think the 2019 class, college class, is going to rival that that college class of uh, Spieth, uh, Justin Thomas, um, and Xander Schauffele in, in due course. And there's some, just some very, very talented youngsters who are already making their mark on the PGA Tour. So, look, congrats to uh, to Matt Wolf. Obviously meant a lot. You could see some of the emotion coming through. I know he's it's expected of him to win. Uh, I think he will be a serial winner. Um, just be interesting to watch their career trajectories. Hopefully we don't... Hopefully I haven't hyped him up too much, but I certainly think you know very quickly you can see just how class Wolf, Hovland, and Morikawa are. So uh, long may that continue. And then finally on the LPGA Tour, you had Shang Shang Feng um, shot a ridiculous twenty nine under to win the Thornberry Creek LPGA Classic. So what's not been the highest ever score at uh, sort of the lowest ever score at that event. Um, in fact, last year's winner shot 31 under. I, I heard at one point, uh, but she held off Araya Jitanagan uh, by one shot. Um, Araya's score of 28 under is the lowest ever to be shot and not to win a golf tournament. So um, LPGA Tour obviously tearing apart Thornbury Creek. So uh, some good golf going out there on the LPGA Tour. So as I mentioned at the top. Another very good week for Mark. Well done, Mark. So, and in terms of our leaderboard, just to recap again, our points this week are going to be back on the European Tour, um, which I'll come on uh, to in a second. But uh, we've got myself leading on twelve points, Adam in second on eleven, Simon in third on ten, Mark creeping up behind us very quickly on eight points. So look, this week we've got back-to-back Rolex Series events on the European Tour. We've got the Aberdeen Standard Investments Scottish Open, uh, which is being held at the Renaissance Club uh, this year. Um, as I kind of mentioned, look, I really enjoy this time of year. It's Lynx Golf. Um, it, the focus is on the European Tour. And, and look, I think uh, the Scottish Open always brings a pretty good field. And the field versus the one out and uh, on the PGA Tour this week at the John Deere is just uh, you know, it's incomparable. So it's clearly a stronger field in Europe um, this week. We've got uh, Rory, Ricky, JT, Matt Kuchar, Henrik Stenson, um, then some of the European Tour um, regulars, Matt Fitzpatrick, Matt Wallace, Rafa cabrera Eddie Pepperell. Um, Tyrrell Hatton and then we've still got guys like Kevin Kisner come over Ian Poulter Lee Westwood etc so all these guys trying to get their fix of Lynx Golf before the Open at Royal Port Rush next week 
as you all know, the Scottish Open changes venues pretty much every year. Um, it's obviously at the Renaissance Club, which is a Tom Doak designed course. It's a relatively new uh, design course near North Berwick. It is literally on the doorstep to Muirfield. You could throw a ball and hit Muirfield. I was up that way um, just a month or so ago, uh, playing some golf around there. Um, didn't get to play Renaissance naturally this close to the event, but um, did hear excellent things about the golf course. I know Adams actually played there himself. It sort of plays linksy. I think it's probably a bit Kings Barnes esque in terms of look, it's it's linksy, but it's got kind of an American-y feel to it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays. It's supposed to be a good golf course. It'll be a good test. Um, I think they'll probably score pretty well here. That tends to be the case. Um, the Scottish Open tends to like to have relatively low scoring events. As seen last year, Brandon Stone shot a 60 in the final round when he won last year. Um, try and give guys some confidence, obviously, going into, into the Open next week. So in terms of what to expect in, in winners and so on... Uh, um, I think it'll be interesting. Look, nobody's obviously played this course beforehand. Um, we haven't seen it as a public, so I'm not really sure. I'm kind of just uh, basing some of my picks on really more nostalgic more than anything else. So you've, you've obviously had the likes of uh, Ricky Fowler and Justin Rose and Noren Cabrera Bayo and, and Stone last year who've won this event previously. Um, Phil Mickelson's obviously won it a couple of times too. Um, so it, it doesn't necessarily reflect on who's going to do well at the Open I don't think next week um, with that being said Eddie Pepperell did finish second in this event last year and then obviously went on to have a very good week next week so there's clearly some some crossover there so it'll be interesting to see who does well in terms of our picks so I um, I always defer to the gents first so I let them have first pick um, so if we go in reverse order so Mark Invisible Golfer has gone with Eddie Pepperell at 28 to 1 Annoyingly, that was going to be my first pick. Um, uh, I think Eddie's a great pick, as I mentioned earlier. Look, he likes Lynx Golf. He's got a good pedigree in the last 12, 18 months of playing well on Lynx Golf. Both He won at Walton Heath, the British Masters, last year. Uh, he came very close to winning or retaining that, that um, crown at Hillside earlier this year. He did well at the Open. Uh, he did well last week at the Irish Open too. So Eddie Pepper's a great pick. From Mark, I would fancy him to uh, perhaps get the point or maybe even two this week uh, with him. Uh, Adam's gone for Andy Sullivan at 40 to 1. Again, another good links player. Did well last week, turning up a bit of form. Like that pick. And then Matt uh, Wallace is Simon's pick, who's my number two at 25 to 1. Again, Matt Wallace is in good form this year. Like Eddie Pepperell, played well at the British Masters, um, played well uh, over in Germany at the BMW International a couple of weeks back before losing the plot. Uh, so again, I like that pick at 25 to 1. So that kind of left me open, and I've decided to go for some homegrown talent in Scotland. And this is a kid who's played very well this year. Um, I graduated up from the Challenge Tour last year. Um, Played some very good golf. He's already had a couple of um, top threes. Finished second to Bernd Wiesberger out in um, made in the Made in Denmark Open a few weeks back. And that's Robert McIntyre, the lefty from Scotland. Um, obviously, it's his home open. Uh, I know he's very pumped to be playing that event. Um, so I think he's in for a good week this week. Uh, he's got such a solid game and uh, who who doesn't like watching a lefty play so I've gone for Robert McIntyre he's at 75 to 1 so he's a bit of an outsider shot uh, but I fancy him to have a good week this week
So those are our picks for this week's points. And over on the PGA Tour, um, we've got the John Deere Classic, the fifth open, uh, or not, as the case may be. So um, the John Deere Classic, it's, it's an interesting event, this one, in that it's I know it's one that the pros actually do enjoy. It's just victim to where it falls. Um, so there's only two players in the world's top 50 who are actually playing this event this week, uh, which kind of sort of um, shows you the strength of the field uh, compared to most weeks. However, the upside is there is still one space available uh, for the highest finisher who's not already qualified for the Open. Um, so there's still one one place available for uh, anybody in the field to get to Royal Port Rush uh, next week. Um, in terms of the field itself, I, I, I kind of, I don't want to poo-poo the tournament, but actually I think the interesting thing here is that it actually demonstrates the strength of golf in general because I think it's quite an interesting, it'll be an interesting event to watch because of the quality of some of the youngsters that are in there and that's just seen from from the betting odds so here are the top betting odds for the week we've got Victor Hovland leading the field at 16 to 1 then you've got Colin Morikawa at 18 to 1 you've got Jochen Neiman he used to be the world number one amateur last year before he turned pro 22 to 1 alongside Matt Wolf and Sunjay Im obviously Matt Wolf winning last year at 22 to 1 Sunjay Im who won the uh, web tour um, championships last year uh, money less last year again 22 to 1 so you've kind of got five guys all 22 and under I believe I think in terms of age or 23 and under um leading the open and then you've got some stalwarts you've got Brian Harmon Charles Howell III Zach Johnson Ryan Moore Lucas Glover so you've got some five stalwarts in there so the John Deere Classic is historically known as the Zach Johnson Open Zach Johnson has always done well here he's got some ridiculous track record I think he's won it twice possibly three times I forget twice and I think he's had something like seven top five finishes um so it's kind of the the Zach Johnson Open so anybody outside of Zach I mean the only thing I would say with Zach is that um, for the first time in 15 years he's outside of the top 100 uh, in the uh, in the official world, go- uh, world golf rankings so um, he's not in the greatest of forms in terms of for picks this week I, I'm going to go for Chucky three sticks I think Charles Howell the third he's in some decent form he's played well all year long um, his consistency over the last 20 years is unbelievable it's only only matched by Phil Mickelson um, always making the top 125 uh, he's made so much money it's amazing he's not had more victories um, he obviously won earlier in the season um, and I, I just fancy him as somebody with a seasoned veteran who's probably played this event a number of times fancy him to uh, to do well this week if I was to pick out of the top sort of five out of the youngsters um, I, picked, I did pick Jochen Neiman last week. He actually started off very well. Just didn't have a great weekend, but still finished in the top 20. I think I'm going to go for Victor Hovland. I think Victor will be... Um, he's already shown consistently um, with three top 15 events in his last three events that he can he can stand it on this tour. Uh, he can score. Um, I think he'll probably be inspired. I think him and Wolf have been pushing each other uh, whilst playing alongside each other at uh, Oklahoma State University. So if I was to pick one of those youngsters, I'd probably go for Hovland and kind of justifying his odds at 15-1 to 1 and the, and the favourite for the field. But um, yeah, I'm going to go for a veteran this week. I think Charles Howell III will win. So those are our picks for this week. So look, there you have it. Uh, another great week of Lynx golf ahead. Um, I, I'm, I will do an open podcast next week 
God knows how. Uh, I am away um, uh, with the family for uh, for a holiday, but I will put together something for the Open next week just to give you a bit of a preview about what to expect next week and, of course, to get our picks. Mark, final good luck for this weekend. Who knows? You might be off the bottom by the end of the weekend with a good week from Eddie Pepperell. So on that note, enjoy the weekend. Cheers for now, lads. Take care. Bye.